Yes, I don't know. Do I know that answer? No, I don't. Now, do I want to know that answer? No, I don't. Quite often the answer is, I don't know. I really don't know. And uh, we're about to be interrupted in a second too. Hang on a second. Are we? Are we? Are we? I don't know. Are we? Are we? Are we? In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Well, I don't know. I certainly don't know. And quite often when Garvin asks me all these questions, I definitely don't know. I have the foggiest idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that's going to be the theme of today. We had the foggiest idea what we were going to do when we started looking at this today. And um, I'm just reflecting about what Garvin just said to me. I don't know. <laughs> do you know, Garvin? You know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> who, know who knows? Who knows what this is all about? Now, we, we touched on that in a bunch of podcasts. Go on. People ask, what are you doing? Most time, I don't know. Now, I know I'm doing something, but am I doing the right thing? Are we? It, it, why are we doing it? But again, I don't know if this is it. I don't know what life is all about. We're, we, we are born into it and we've got to... No one gave us an instruction booklet. Where's the instruct, instruction booklet on the way in as to... This is IKEA 101 for your life. Here's the instruction book and here's all the parts. Now, most of the parts don't go together in any particular order or they're meant to. If it's Ikea, there's an instruction booklet. There's lots of parts. But a lot of us don't know how to put it together. I don't even have any tools. And that's why I hate buying Ikea because that means you you sort of see the picture on the box of what it's meant to look like. They have it presented very, very, very well in the store. It comes at a quite it's not exactly cheap anymore it was meant to be diy furniture and a little bit cheap but now the ikea brand has said it's it's it is what you get but you get it you don't get what you see you see is what you end up with if you can assemble it but what you get is a flat pack something with an instruction booklet and then more than likely you don't even have the tools and it's what's meant to be there in 10 minutes takes most of us three days and we're left with parts left over and and then when we look at what we have it's what the hell is that it it doesn't look like what i saw on in the brochure and in the store and and it's that they're nearly killing me to put it together and and now it does it's assembly required and it doesn't it doesn't do what it says on the tin because I didn't have the I didn't have the wherewithal to put the pieces in the right order. When I put them in, I didn't put them in the same presentation after the fact with the rest of the dress up and the surroundings. What I have is a, is one point two tables and a half a chair, with 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 the rest of it made it look well in the store. It was how it was presented, how it was dressed. It wasn't a table and four chairs just left in a warehouse. It looked better when I saw it saw it there and I saw it online so assembly required instructions preferable tools to assemble you know and and basically the knowledge and the know-how how to apply is to the I don't know will get you where you want to go and if you don't know any of the above or have half arsed attempt at any of the above then don't expect it to look like what it looks like on the tin Back to you, George. (laughs) Well, my thoughts were suddenly playing around with this idea that if you think you know what you're doing and what you're about, quite often you'll end up struggling because you'll be fighting all these other people that actually don't know. And 
just to try and get your own way. And then, you know, if, if you, because you become so fixated on this one thing that you're trying to do and you must do it at all cost and, and you may know how to do it, but you're then not open to the other influences that can come along and guide it into a slightly better direction and you could be making it, you know, worse. It's the same as if you think you know how to read that IKEA plan and you do it your way and then you suddenly, there it is, it's all perfect, and then someone presents you with one little item and you're kind of going, hmm, where, where, where did that come from? Is it in the plan somewhere? And they look at the plan and you kind of go, oh my goodness, I've got to disassemble the whole thing to put this one little piece in. Because if I don't put that one little piece in, when I do sit on it or stand on it or, or try to eat my meal on it, it'll all just collapse in front of me just because this thing is the central piece, the central pin to hold it all together. And I forgot about it. But no, I think... Um, there's a sense of um, what, what I'm enjoying about, and I, we, we have mentioned this about the, the little critiques that we do in the afternoon, is that you get a little bit of idea from someone else that can help you see something that you couldn't see before. And being able to accept that I don't know um, isn't necessarily a weakness. That can actually be a strength. And I think that's worthwhile exploring the, the I don't know. We're often put on the, we're put in, we're put on the spot when sometimes we're asked a question and we don't know the answer. And we kind of think that we should have the answer, but quite often the answer is, I don't know. I really don't know. And uh, we're about to be interrupted in a second too. Hang on a second. Are we? Are we? Are we? I don't know. Are we? Are we? Are we? My mechanics just turned up. Oh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what the world is up to. I don't know what people are thinking. What? They just interrupt when you least expect it. You, know, you don't know what's going to happen next. A meteor could hit. You know, someone can call by. A phone can ring. It. You don't know everything. You only know what you're up to yourself. You don't know these other uncontrollables that we talked about before. The universe interrupts with what it knows. What it knows you don't know. And it sees it, it wants to see how you will deal with these don't that you do, these items that you didn't know about. And they're the controllables versus the uncontrollables from the last show. It's what are you gonna do? How are you gonna react? Will it upset you? Will it will you will you just deal with it as you go? It, you'll just incorporate the unknown. It's George has just walked off because his mechanic has arrived. He says, Hold off, hold off, and I'll get back and we'll cut the show. I said I'll talk for a minute or two to the world at large. Because I didn't know. And it doesn't matter. We'll just deal with it and move on. So, George, you might have something now, you're back. You might have to cut it, you might not. <clears throat> there might be something there. You don't know what I said. No one else knows either. I barely know. But there's something there. If you want to keep it, keep it. If you don't, don't. But we'll just go well, we'll on. See. Now, I'm we'll see what happens. Pick up from where you left. Not where you left off, but where you were go where you were nearly going to. But I'm actually going to revert back to IKEA for a second. Because the weird thing about... And, and we're not talking about the brand Ikea. It's more the, the imagery involved. An awful lot of people buy that type of a furniture. They assemble it themselves under a DIY heading. They're getting it a bit cheaper to look a little bit nicer. It's a certain style. But we apply that terminology to ourselves from the day you were born to figure out what you don't know what you want to be to you put on the dressing of Ikea furniture in terms of a flat pack instruction booklet something. You're trying to put the clothes on of a recognized something 
That, and I don't like IKEA because what IKEA is is a mass-produced something, and when you you do know what you're going to get, it's that table and four chairs that looks like that that two other two million other people also bought and have in their kitchen. I don't like being the same. I'm not trying to become a known familiar something dressed up in this instruction booklet of you want to be a school teacher this is what it looks like please put on the clothes and go down this stream and lock yourself into that's what you are and will be till the day you die give or take a bit because you're you're locking yourself into these parameters nothing wrong with teachers we need them all they're all brilliant but it's that's i know this is a case of i know that's not me I don't know what I should be. I don't want to be the, the, the IKEA. I want to be an unknown something. Not the unknown something, but more an uncontrollable, measurable something that you're not defined by a set of parameters that there's a million of you rambling around. You're going to bump into a bunch of doppelgangers walking down the street. That is a controllable, definable something. We are, by the very nature of it, your I don't knows. The I don't knows are possibly, in my books, the entrepreneur innovators don't fit in the box, don't want to, want to be a multitude of things. Now, the, the I don't know also falls under the thing, yes, I don't know. Do I know that answer? No, I don't. Now, do I want to know that answer? No, I don't. I want someone else that knows that answer. I want someone else to be that I don't know. It's not me, it's them. So that's fine. It's for others. They want to be that answer. I don't need to know everything. I just need to know I don't know. And I also just need to know I need to know someone that does, that wants to be that. Back to you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that was my mechanic coming to get a battery for, not for me, but but for the car, because the car wouldn't go. So I, I, I had the situation where I jumped into the car to go down to the shop to get something from the grocery shop, switched the thing on, it went, and I went, I don't know, it's not working. And as you said, I knew somebody that I could ring up and said, hang on, I don't know why my car's working. Can you come and fix it? It's a battery. Oh, right. I don't know where to get a battery. I do. I'll go and get one for you. Brilliant. And he just so happened to turn up as we were in the middle of this. <laughs> you could have done it yourself. That was not a very complicated, I don't know. So I don't, we go quickly. Well, it, 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 it was in work. the sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it was in the sense that I knew the battery was dead, but uh, it would have. Now, I obviously didn't have a car, so I couldn't go anywhere because the car battery was dead. So I did need somebody to come and actually sort that out. And as he said, if we didn't go and get the battery today, as he's gone to get it now, the whole place is shut down till next Wednesday because <laughs> it's the Easter and everybody and is taking four days that's off. It. The strange thing is, and I think I told you, but pretty much this day last week, that's exactly what happened to me. I drove in to collect my daughter, 40 miles from here, collect her from school, pulled into the school car park, walked up to the door to get her, walked back, car wouldn't start. Not a signal, not a sign, not a nothing. And my phone died in the exact same second. I was going, am I in some sort of alternate universe that all batteries have just died in this moment? And in this, well, thank God I wasn't wearing a pacemaker. But I mean, apart from that, the, I was, this is six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening, and you're going, do I, I, do I have the AA membership? Yes, I do. Oh, I don't have a phone. Thank God my daughter did. 
rang the AA and they were 40 miles away, an hour away, but they came. But as you said, it's, I didn't know what was wrong because the lights were on, but no one was at home. They effectively, it, it, see, it, it just wouldn't, the alternator wouldn't work. But I just knew, I don't know. I just knew I need someone else that does. As, as you said, I could get a battery and leave it there. I could solve the problem. I'm not going to yeah. die. But at that moment in time, the world and its mother suddenly becomes... My, my own daughter was saying she's going to go for a walk and leave me because I was starting to melt. I was starting to go, I'm disempowered. I'm powerless. It's 7 o'clock on a Friday night. I can't move my car. I'm 14 miles from home. My phone is dead. What the hell is the world coming to? And all it was was a battery. You had membership to the AA. It was an hour away and it would have been solved. If they couldn't solve it, they would have brought you home. You had paid the insurance. But I let the panic... Build and build and build. And even she was saying, I'm just going for a little walk. I'll come back when you're sorted. You know, and, and you'll be fine. But that was just a battery. And that's where we feel disempowered. And, and it's, it's the same when you have a TV or your broadband goes. or If there's anything you're not comfortable with that you know, you, your, your journey to disempowerment and un, lack of control is a very fast journey. Well, it certainly is for me. I'm sure there's an awful lot more people out there that are very more relaxed. But, ah, it's only something wrong. We'll sort it. It's not the end of the world. Sure, it'd be grand. I'm on full panic mode, adrenaline till it's sorted. How about well, you, George? <laughs> well, I think that um, one of the things that we were starting to talk about there was that there's nothing wrong with saying I don't know. Um, now, I, I, I've been working on a number of different projects and I've been doing a lot of little 3D work and various other bits and pieces. And then I'm using umpteen different pieces of software for various different bits and pieces. And one of the things that I, I knew how to solve problems a few years ago, I knew how to use these instruments and everything. And I was going along, I know how to solve this. I know how to solve this. I know how to solve this. And then I suddenly realized, just say you don't know. I don't know. And go and Google it. <laughs> and the, and, and as quick as the, the quicker you can get to the point where you admit you don't know and get to Google and ask Google, you'll actually find that you've saved maybe hours of slogging your heart out trying to think, trying to pull that bit out of your brain that you know you should know, but you can't remember at this particular point in time. Because that's the thing. I The number of times I've just said, right, you don't know. Just look at Google, ask Google. Google will find the answer for you. And within a couple of seconds, you've got the answer. And you kind of go, oh, right, now I know what it is because it's just reminded you. And that's usually what it is. Whereas if you beat yourself up trying to find out how to solve the problem on on, on the computer or, or in the car and think you could actually create more damage than, than anything else. And you've got, you know, you're trying to resolve it. You don't, my car at the moment, if I could keep it going for a few more months, that'd be fine. And then we'll probably get another one because it, I've had it for about seven or eight years and it's time to probably just let it go. But at this particular point in time, I need a little vehicle, some kind of run around, just in case, like I've got my mum living with us, just in case anything happens to her and I need to race off to the doctors or race off to the hospital or or just some, or even race down to the shop to go and get some bread and milk so she can have something to, to eat lunchtime as long with me. You know, so we do need that second little vehicle, you know, so we can get out there. And I'm saying, you know, you know, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, because we're talking about I don't know. Now we're saying, you know, you know, you know, all the time. <laughs> that becomes one of our catchphrases, you know, as opposed to actually. And we can keep that actually in. Very and that interesting. One. <laughs> but it's now true. what's very interesting is it's it's back to the I like the I don't know. And the quicker you're, you're saying, the quicker we 
acknowledge the fact that we're not the expert. Which is fine. It doesn't mean we can't find out. It doesn't mean we cannot learn. There, now, an awful lot of people I know will go off there and go, they'll do what you just said. They go, oh, there's a problem. I'll Google it. Oh, there's a solution. I'll, I'll, I'll tinker away and I'll do this. and Because I, I don't mind. I'm a tinkerer. I'm a, I'm a, I, I have the tools. I've got all the... And I, I don't... And I know... I'll figure it out and with a bit of guidance and especially a couple of videos I'll point the way and I'll go at it. That's not me. Oh God no. I mean that's going to take me 24 hours or something. I'm going to be up to my eyeballs in God knows what. And then if I don't achieve what it is on the way in quite quickly I'll be getting more and more frustrated and deeper and deeper into a silo of I don't know. But I want, so then at what point do you give up and go I better get someone that does and now I know why I'm paying them. I know now you know why you're paying the expert. And you know sometimes the electrician, you're going a hundred quid to call him out. He hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't even got here. But when he gets here, he's doing the hopefully if he's not gonna screw you over. And that's usually the fear of the I don't know in the first place is oh God, what's this gonna cost me? And I don't know, and he'll know I don't know, and he can charge me anything, and I won't know, and that's and that's what we're panicking about. It's ah, that's why it's good to Google it because if you Google it's it, good you can Google, actually get and then all you know the, what the prices. Price should be and what sort of range, and and therefore you're going. You want to know you can trust somebody. You want yeah. to know they can do a good job. You want to know they're there afterwards for the after sales service if the problem re-arises, and you're not paying again. They didn't fix it right the first time. They tweak it. It's fixed now, and they pop along and back again the great thing to have these testimonial somebodies that you can rely on and that's what a friend of mine now he lives about 30 miles over in a town over and i go i got a bit of work done upstairs and i got that the plumber did some plumbing the electrician done some electrician thing and he goes <laughs> oh god that must have cost a fortune and i'm going that should cost me nearly nothing they were nearly embarrassed asking me to pay no it wasn't that it was we're in a community and it's not the same price as if you're in a city they yeah. there they're going we don't care if we never see you again because there's a million others whereas down here we want the relationship because we have you you have your sister twice removed your auntie bunny down the road your cousin your third cousin this is what you have if i get you i get 50 and if i get if i get one i get all and if i keep you all happy i've got you forever and what better way to have business when you're in a service industry that they're your perfect testimonial. They're your perfect referee. You're not, they're not going to screw you and they might charge you a little bit more, but you don't mind because you know you're paying for the trust. You're known, you're, you know you're paying for the man that knows or the woman that knows. And you know you can trust them to know. And if they don't know, they'll know someone that does. And they also won't try and, excuse the French, screw you and you know that and that's what you want to know you want to feel comfortable you want a relationship you want to pay the price you don't even mind paying a little bit of a premium you want to know you can trust and that's what we want to know and i don't if you don't know find out someone that does get that testimonial get that refer reference and then you try them out you won't we've, we've touched on a saying before you might catch me out once but you won't get me a second time and if i if you if you catch me out and you're gonna tell other people you're gonna say that someone pulled the wool over my eyes they took my money you beware Absolutely. don't use them that's what we that's what we know we don't want we know you want to give a good service give a good quality charge a good price even chuck a premium in let them know there's after sales service they can trust you tell your friend because you want them to be your best those customers to be your best testimonial you want them to know that you're the bit you're there they don't know well they that's the thing them. that's kind of 
That's what's really good about what's just happened, although it interrupted what we were doing a few moments ago. But the guy, I, I rang him up and literally he said, oh, I won't be able to do this until tonight. And then 10 minutes later, he turned up and he pulled my bonnet up, said, yeah, it's a battery. We need to get a battery. And he's just gone off to get. I mean, that's you couldn't, you couldn't ask for any better than that. So it didn't matter that it interrupted the show a little bit because the car will be going before before we finish, possibly, you know. And it'll be a bit longer than that. <laughs> but that's good. Well, I have a lot of colleagues that I said they can't get on top answer the phone can't get yeah. them to turn up can't get them to give a price can't get them to agree that it's not a moving target can't can't even understand you know what it is going to cost them and and like if then it'll even be fixed and that's where people are very that's i went through that couple of moments of am i swapping cars out is it a battery is it a car is it because i last time in my wife's car stopped like something similar it was we pulled over on, on the side well she pulled over on the side of the road rang me i drove out and i go i don't know what use i'll be so the two of us are on the side of the road except we have a backup car then and i can bring the kids home and bring her home and leave that wreck there but the aa man turned up at the exact same time and he just looked at the engine and said just started laughing he says you're better off just leaving it there and walking away. Actually, if you can get a can of petrol out of the back and just leave a box of matches with it, that's we don't how much encourage the car that. is now worth. You're not repairing this thing. It's actually, the, the, the lovely language of broken down car space is, it was the head gasket. I don't know what a head gasket Ooh, is. Dear, right, but when okay. you hear head that gasket. terminology, it's usually throw the car away. It's yeah, easy, yeah. especially when it's a secondhand old car. It's don't repair it's just call it a day. It's, you had your money's worth. It's board. retirement, you know, burial. It's retirement time. Go find <laughs> another one. But And that's where he that's, he was just laughing away going, I'm the AA. There's nothing. That, shoot it. There's nothing that can be done here with this poor old Citroen God knows what. So drive off home, lads. I'll put it on. I'll just hoist it off. We'll bring it somewhere for scrap. How about that? That's so it. that was another journey of my AA and encounters with the AA, that was not a battery. That was a new car. <laughs> and that's where the horrors come from. It's what's this? The straight subliminal something in your mind when anything goes wrong, when you're an ex-accountant, the first thing that starts blubbing up in your mind is, oh, mother of God, what's this going to cost me? Back to you. We, I know that, and I know we said we don't know, but I do know, I know this, that if I know enough about how to sort something out, not to fix it, but so that I know to ask the right questions to the person that can fix it, then I know whether or not I'm getting a good deal or, or otherwise, you know. Because I had had a situation where we, we there was something going to be assembled and um, we were going to go harvest with somebody and they came back and gave me a massive great big bill and I went, are you kidding me? <laughs> And I did some research and based on own uh, own family knowledge, because my dad happened to be in that business, we realized it was half that price and he was going to get me to pay for the whole lot. But it just bumped the price up. And when I presented him with two quotes for what it should have cost, he kind of withdrew and didn't ask for the money. So that's that was quite useful. So having some knowledge, you don't have to know everything, but if you've got a good overall picture then you know that you're not going to get ripped off. Now, one of the things I have discovered also when you're talking to solicitors, because everybody panics about talking to solicitors, is that um, because if you don't know in that situation and you don't know what it is that you're asking them to do, they can charge you everything and anything because they're going to have to do the research. But if you do your own research and figure things out 
and you know why you're going to talk to them, then they can't charge you as much money because you've you've it's not that you've done the job for them, but you know enough for them to just do that little extra bit that you can't do to make sure that it's okay. And you're not going to be charged the same kind of fee. So having an overall knowledge of, of the basic functionings of a lot of stuff, not everything, some things are quite difficult, but you begin to get to know how long it would take to do something, what what the processes are involved, how many people it might take to do it. And then you can you can come up with a pretty good practical judgment of what the cost is going to be and know whether it's within your own budget and what, what other things you might need to do. Especially if it's a car, if it gets to the point where it's going to cost too much, then it's you may well just get another car and scrap the one that I've, you know, I think my car's coming to the end of its days anyway, but we've known that for quite some times, but it served me well over the last seven or eight years. So it is time to get another one. Uh, and I don't mind that. Uh, I'm happy enough. It's, it's, it's done me well. No, I don't think I get go, me. To... George, no one to let go. Yeah. yeah, this is it. This is, this is when to let go and say, I don't know. It's time to let go of that particular car. And I think that's, that's the point we've actually reached this, this moment. So we're happy enough to say, but again, we're not in the cars that much at the moment. It, it's literally been six days since I last used the car because, you know, I haven't had to go out anywhere. We've been, we're still indoors at the moment. We're enjoying the sun though. Nice blue sky outside. It's not raining or anything. There, there's a bit of a chill, but if you're in the sunlight, it's nice and warm. So it's not too bad. But I think, yeah, going back to that idea of, I don't know. I think what I'm finding is that I'm a kind of curious type fella. And because of the AI, I don't know and I want to know, you can end up overdoing things. And I think that's where we have to really start to think seriously about whether we need to do something. And I think that's what's, what Galvin's been saying. Quite often, there comes a point where the cost of trying to do something yourself is is prohibitive and you know, think there's a Johnny Cash song about a guy that wanted a big sort of Cadillac or something, and he spent 25 oh, to 30 years. I love that song. Yeah, I'm 25 years building all, all the Cadillac by That's stealing all the parts, and by the and then he found that nothing really. He's fit. a 67 chef. This a 65 so and so that. <laughs> by the end of the day, he could, if by the time he actually got the car together, he could have earned the money and paid for it and bought it himself anyway. So I and think there's that's an something. interesting thing, George. That's the whole point. We're going. Sometimes it's you sometimes think you know, you sometimes know you're trying to save the money. You don't know the actual cost it's really going to cost you because it's your time. An awful lot of us do stuff because we can, not be because we should. And therefore, as an accountant, like you know, I was doing my own bookkeeping, I was doing everyone's bookkeeping, I was doing the washing the windows. It was you know, you should be on the 500 quid an hour, not the 10 quid an hour. You're doing every job because you can, you shouldn't. It's because your fear is if I don't know when I'm going to get paid again, I don't know when I'm going to have another customer, therefore, I'll do everything and anything and rather than having the confidence of of do nothing do nothing and spend a month looking for that one client that's worth a thousand quid as a spo opposed to having 50 clients worth 20 you go mm. you know two of these and you're in a different business you know another 50 days now you're up to 100 of the small guys know when to walk away i think that might be another johnny cash song it's yeah. no one to play him no one to fold him no one to walk away it might be him it might be someone else it doesn't really matter it's that's the same in, in the, we're going into a game we want to play the game we're walking in eyes wide open but we need to know when to walk away that was back to the last show no one to fold them no, no one to shoot that passion project or make it but there's going to be a curve there's going to be there's a certain distance you can go in. You do have to, people should know 
the earlier they find out to give up on, on, the, on flogging the dead horse, that's what they need to find out. Or because it's not working for a reason. And most of the time the reason is they haven't got the budget or they haven't got the rest of the team. They're arriving at the threshold of diminishing returns of what they can achieve on their own versus the bits that are missing. So if you're going to stay on your own, know when to give up and it isn't working. Now, if you want to keep on going and you recognize the bits that are missing, know when to let go of some of the shareholding. Know when to let go of some of the control and bring others in. Then go on the next journey of it might still not work. But now you've given it the next blast of what well, it should have worked if it was meant to work. It still doesn't kill it again. Fail fast. You know when to give up, know when to walk away. Probably in business, the some of the best advice out there. Know when to stay. I think it was, I, I saw something with Bill Gates the other night on LinkedIn or Facebook or something. And maybe you're a man, um, another big investor. I can't remember his name for a second. But they were asking, he was saying, there's different times you will recognize in your life when you have to, again, forget the walk away bit. It's the other side of that coin is know when to go all in. Because certain things need an all in. You can't be half in, half out trying. You know, it's going to fail or it'll never quite get there. Sometimes to get to the to walk away point, you have to go for the all in to then figure out it's going to work or not. Now you know faster it's going to cost you something. You've given something else up in order to do this. This is now the all in is when you suddenly recognize this is the passion project. This is the journey you want to go on. I've got to go, let go of the safety net. When you, It's back to leading beyond the edges. When, you you, when you're on the edge of a cliff, cliff or a precipice or a journey, you got when you drive off the edge you can't change your mind five seconds later on the way down go no i'll go back to the edge above no you're already committed you're already all in you're going to you're diving you can start doing that swan dive or you can start doing some nice double back flips and you know whatever sort of yoga midair or you can uh, if you're changing your mind after you jumped you're gonna belly flop you're gonna break your neck you're gonna you're gonna ruin the show you're olymp you're you're in the dive you're in the middle of the olympics you've already committed now it's showtime you're all in on the dive dive in you're all in go for it don't don't let go let the adrenaline take control get focused recognize what you don't know recognize what you do don't try to do everything Try and attract the I don't knows to you of someone else's that do. And if what you do know is what you're trying to sell all day long is this is your expertise. This is the game. This is what you know is needed. That's why we're in a startup and we go, we know what we know. We know it's good. We know we want others to understand it. And we maybe it isn't the right thing, but we know we've got to get in front of those that will understand it and recognize it for what it is. And if they then tell us then, because that's another thing an awful lot of business advisors or mentors say, are you talking to your potential customer have you asked them what they think of your visualization and your idea if you haven't you're going to get a big surprise when you get there with your fully you know fledged something ikea table you've built and you show them and they go now nah, i've gone off ikea we've moved on to bog oak we're, we're going to you know so we're investing in 1000 year old trees and we're reshaping them because they seem to last a lot longer than, than a couple of screws and nuts and, and a bit of, bit of timber chucked together by this bunch. So you can have your bog oak antique something for probably the less than an Ikea table. And most people don't even know that. You, so therefore, we're bog oak. We're not Ikea. We're all in. And 
we're talking to our customers or about to. So we know what we don't know and we know what we need to know. What do you, what do you think, George? Well, <clears throat> there are occasions when the IKEA product will actually do the job that you want it to do and uh, the other one would be just a little bit too expensive. So don't be put off by IKEA just because that's what Garvin's saying. And he mentioned it about three times. But you know what you're going to get. <laughs> but you know what you're going to get. Don't be and surprised that's the key you don't thing. get a piece of antique furniture. Absolutely. Now, if you know, get go, go for the right thing for the right thing that you want at that particular point in time. And if you know what that is, that's great. And if you're not too sure, well, maybe the IKEA will do for the time being. So that's okay. We don't mind. <laughs> Hope you don't mind IKEA. Anyway, <laughs> it's very important stuff. What I started to think, I, I, you actually, I was about to think, all oh, right, I can say this and I can say that. That'd be great. One of the things that did come to mind as we were talking there, and I think you actually mentioned it as well, but it's something I found that by having, by saying you don't know, especially during the conversations that we've had, you're trying to sort of work out a strategy for something. And at certain points, you kind of go, oh, I don't know, what, 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 you know, am I making sense? And the other person can say, yeah, actually, well, this, what I liked about what you just now said, it's X, Y, and Z, but there's a couple of little things over there that we need to actually modify. And that helps you to give you that kind of reassurance and that confidence that the ideas that you've been talking about do make sense. And when they don't, if the other person is telling you, no, nah, actually, that's not really, we should try something different, then you know, well, actually, that's where you should probably give up. Or not give up, but maybe change the way Adapt. of looking at the project and, and see where you should go from there. Now, one of the great things that we're starting to do now is to reach out to other people who we know work in the same kind of, or have worked in the same kind of areas that we have. And we're starting to talk to them as potentials that can collaborate with us because we don't want to do everything. That's what we're being stretched too far. So we, we, we're coming to that point where we're saying, well, I don't know why I should do that. That's something else that's quite good. I don't know why I'm doing that at this particular point in time. Maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I should collaborate with somebody else. They could benefit through through their collaboration with us and, and financially and through the collaboration that we have. We can see the overall picture of what we're trying to do. And if they do that bit, that means that's covered. And I think I mentioned it in the last episode that I was concerned about the gap analysis that we were trying to do. And then Garvin showed me this great big spreadsheet and I went, oh, well, that bit's done. I don't need to worry about it because Garvin's doing that. And I think that's where that interaction works out really, really well. And it does take the pressure off you. And I think that quite often we're all running around trying to run what is the rat race, as, as so many people sort of terminize it. And we, and we kind of go, why, why are we running around? And, and if we're in one of those little mice things that just goes around and around and around and we never get anywhere anyway, you know, it's, we need to take a breather. We need to take a break. We need to get a chance to go for a walk. And it's those moments when we're not trying that quite often the solutions to us come to how to solve the problems that we've actually been having and getting stuck with. Now, I remember doing a course on computer programming it always used to happen that I'd end up with a almost like a migraine trying to solve some kind of programming problem. Why can't I see this? Why can't I see this? And I'd be trying and trying and trying. And my wife just should say, George, you're trying too hard. Stop trying. And I went, but you have to try. You have to get going. No, no, just stop trying. So then I'd switch off. And at the moment I switched off and the, and the information had a chance now to buffer through and could start to flow properly again. Then it was kind of, oh, eureka moment. Oh, that's that's what it was. Why couldn't I see that before? It's so obvious now, now that I've stopped and tried, you know, to, 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 to stop 
solving the problem. I can now see it. It's as clear as day. And I, you know, you, you end up sort of criticizing yourself because you kind of think, oh, I should have known that. But no, you didn't. You didn't know that at that point. But you needed to stop to allow that little bit of information to permeate through like a cup of tea. <laughs> and so you could actually solve that problem. Or, or if not, if that solution doesn't come to you at that point, to have the courage to go off and say to somebody else, do you know what? I don't know. I'm admitting it. Can you help me out? And it's often the helping out. And there's something else. Quite often, you'll probably find that the very person that you've suddenly asked is only too glad to give you a hand because that's what they've been wanting to do for so long. And I think that's the key I, thing. Now, now, I just giggled. Like a little girl, just giggled to myself there a second ago. <laughs> going. Because it wasn't that I was not listening or listening. I was just, I, I, it just popped into my head, as it does. As it does. I was going, I don't know. But then what popped into my head was, I don't care. <laughs> and we're going, I don't care, I don't know. I don't want to know. And I don't, I don't care. And strange enough, I'm tr we're trying to do, let's say, social media, this, that, and the other. Do we, should we go onto Instagram? I was trying to connect my Instagram account to my Facebook account yesterday. I was going, what the hell am I doing? I don't really care. I don't have an Instagram account. Oh, no, I do. I actually, as I was thinking, I can't fucking figure this thing out. I did. It connected. And, I was going, and then it asked me to do a few little things so it, it goes through the cons or it finishes off the connection. And it made me take three photographs so the thing was, would then actually, you posted your first post. But I wanted to post three. I couldn't get it to work unless I did the three. And I did it. All, I literally was taking three selfies of me doing nothing. And I didn't even know I'd done it and I finished. I was up there with three ugly photographs of myself doing absolutely nothing. But now I've got my first posts on Instagram. And I'm going, now I don't know what to do next. And do I want to or do I care? Because this is what George was saying earlier on. We're over on LinkedIn, go. We have a little bit of element of success there. We know there's professionals there. And we can talk to them in a certain matter or a certain level of business person and peer-to-peer. I don't know who's on YouTube. I don't know who's on TikTok. I don't know who the hell's on Instagram. I don't know what they're doing there. I certainly am there. I don't use it. Now I'm not, I'm not a user of it. I've got to go in and be a creator in it. Or do I? I don't know. I don't know if I should. I, I should be asking others. I, I, think, we, I think we're meant to, because when you see things on, uh, uh, in social media space, they're going, are you here? Are you there? It's like the Scarlet Pimpernel. We seek them everywhere. You need to be all places, all things to all people. And then you suddenly go, no, I don't. I just need to be what I need to be for those I'm actually trying to get in front of. Now, I know our customers can come from the other end of the world and planet. They could come from India and Bangladesh to, to Shanghai to God knows where, or they could come from the end of the road. But if, we're, if we've no social media budget and we're trying to get organic growth and we don't know what platform they're on and we're just trying to do our little bit of something with our, with our, with our total lack of knowledge of I'm an ex-accountant. George is a film producer, director, educationist. Between the pair of us, we've got absolutely no clue of what social media is. Even though we're doing it, we're, <laughs> we're going in there, we're tweeting, we're blogging, we're, we're linking in and we're IMing, we're snapping, we're, we're whapping, we're, I don't know what the heck we're doing, we're doing it. But what we do know is that the real question every business usually is asking, is it working? Why are you doing it? What budget are you getting? What's your return on investment? What's your conversion rate? How big is your funnel? And we're going, I don't know. <laughs> What's that? Was I meant to do? What, where are we meant to be doing something else in there? We were. We were meant to have lead funnels. We were meant to be gathering data. We were meant to be GDPR'd up the yin-yang. We were meant to be getting their email addresses. We were meant to be 
bringing them along the funnel of sale of conversion rate from, from entertain to educate to inform to convert to sale. And we're going, I didn't know that. But I, I know we know what we need to know at some time. But at the moment, we don't need to know. We just need to know someone needs to be doing it at a later date well, <laughs> that I, knows what they're doing. Th th there's a really good in th th point that I think you've made, this idea of don't care. One of the things that quite a lot of people put you under pressure because they say you should care about this. It's You're responsible. You should care. You should care. And, and you kind of go, actually, if if you care too much... You could end up crucifying yourself and basically punishing yourself for not caring enough. And because you're doing that, your your confidence will actually be suppressed a little bit and you'll start to mess up and you'll start to get things wrong. And then you'll open yourself up to criticism. But if you, if you don't care what people say uh, and you're not worried about what people have said you'll find yourself enjoying the practice of what you're doing because you're just enjoying it and it's you're, you're, you're motivated by what you're doing. Now, the interesting thing is that we started off on this little podcast kind of going, I don't know, don't know what we're going to do. Do we care? Do we care? Nah, let's have a bit of a chin, chin wag and sort of see what comes out of it. And because we didn't overly care, we didn't overly think about it. We just got on with it and got it done. And now we're nearly up to, at this point, somewhere close to 42 minutes. <laughs> so we've got well, two minutes quite some two minutes in there of you not being there, talking to some mechanic about a or talking to the universe and his brother, bigger brother, about nothing in particular. Ooh, I, think, I didn't I care. Think, I just chucked it in for you just in case. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, if we, if we don't worry about it too much, we'll probably find it's an, an interesting little program because in the middle of the mix, something happened that was unexpected. And because we didn't care too much about it, we didn't stop. If we'd actually stopped, we'd have had to start again. And then we'd have to worry about, should we use the front bit or should we start with the next bit? No, but because we went with the flow... I think it gave us 10 minutes of material on the basis of dealing with mechanics to electricians to plumbers yeah. to, to basically this powerlessness of con lack of control of, of paying prices based on unknown value beforehand. So, yeah. I mean, it actually did lead quite nicely into it's about relationships of trust and testimonial and, and you know, letting go of, of understanding you don't need to control everything, but you can control who you pay. You can yeah. control whether you use their service or not. Now, and, and you want to be able to, and you can control your own trust element. We want to be, we hold ourselves out based on our own um, ideals. And I would like to, and I want to be able to trust people. It doesn't mean they're trustworthy, but they are till they're not. And that's what I don't know at the beginning. I've heard from others that they are for my own opinion. And, and I will, I will, I will, you know, base that on experience, but I will give them an, an opportunity to, to have that, you know, to have that opportunity. So that's the game. We want to have an opportunity with our future customers that they, they, they can, we want them to know they can feel okay. And we will back that up with, you know, customer service and promises of and quality certifications so they can feel it's okay. And we want to, but the very definition of what we want to do, them to tell their friends and tell their, tell, 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 tell the world and his mother and anyone else that will listen that these guys are what they say on their tin. They are trustworthy. You can deal with them. I had a good experience. You more than likely will too. It's worth the value. Give them a go. 
And that's the journey we're on. It's you don't know till you do. And to do, you have to try. And if you've tried, you've already done. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where we should probably bring this to an end. So we've actually started off with saying we don't know and actually coming to terms with the fact that we don't know everything and we shouldn't know everything. And there comes a point where you have to admit that you don't know so that you can actually ask someone else for their help. And usually that's the best part of the process because you then go into some form of collaboration with that other person who can help you find the little bits, the blind spots of where you don't know. And you can help them find their blind spots and through your collaboration produce something far richer. We did actually talk about the idea of do we care or do we not care? One of the problems that we found is if we cared too much, it can actually end up being more destructive. So there is a balance of getting caring enough, but not too much that you could cripple yourself and then caring enough just to make sure that everybody gets entertained and not worrying too much that if things if there's a spanner thrown in the middle of the works, just in the middle of it, that you can carry on. Because quite often you're the only one that's going to know there's a mistake there and everybody else will just be entertained. And that's really what we're about. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. So for me, George, thanks a lot. Goodbye and... Have a good Easter. Well, actually, you probably would have had a good Easter because this would be for next week one. <laughs> so not to worry about that. We don't care too much. <laughs> Over to you, God, for the last words. There you go. I don't know and he doesn't care. doesn't matter. So what? Who cares? We don't know. Off you go. Catch you soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications. 